Can you imagine if the Christmas story had played out on social media today? I mean, what would your social media kind of include over the last week? Uh, A bunch of white Christmas comments and a bunch of it's really cold comments, probably, I would imagine. I don't know who was praying and and celebrating a white Christmas, but I tell you what, if you were a little bit more specific, I would have appreciated it. You know, 31 degrees could also be a white Christmas. That's all I'm saying. Like, I would just appreciate that. I mean, the Christmas story that we just kind of experience is one of the most familiar stories ever. And we know some of the people in it, they're familiar to us. Mary Joseph, maybe wise men, you know, maybe shepherds, angels, stuff like that. Some of the characters in the story aren't quite as familiar. Elizabeth and her husband, Zechariah. Now, every Christmas, we kind of interact with the same stories over and over and over again, right? You know, Christmas movies. I tend to be in the camp that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, by the way. We can chat about it later, but I have a pretty good case for it built up, so just warning you. We have all these Christmas books or songs that we kind of experience. We interact with the Christmas story of the Bible, even if we don't understand that we are. Have you ever been driving down the road and you've seen a big shadow of a nativity on somebody's house? That's kind of a new thing, an intimidating thing, I'll tell you what. But like, it's a way that we interact with this story over and over and over again. And with all of these Christmas stories swirling around us, we sometimes forget we're in the middle of our own Christmas stories too. And one other thing about Christmas is we like to remember Christmas pasts, you know, like the Dickens story. We like to remember what happened, you know, long ago, what might look different this year. We tell different traditions. We talk about the weather or whatever, you know, the different things that we will experience this year than we did last year. We like to share our Christmas stories There's a Christmas story being written in our lives every year, whether we realize it or not. Now, there's a big story being written in my family's life right now. My wife, Abby, and I recently became foster parents. And even though we signed up for it, it's been one of the most rewarding and difficult journeys that we've ever been a part of. And as we've been going through kind of the hustle and bustle of this holiday season, I can't help but think about what's going on in that little noggin of that foster kiddo as the story of Christmas kind of plays out. Now, he's an 18-month-old kiddo. He joined our family with a bang. We already have a 9-year-old boy, 6-year-old girl, 3-year-old girl, and we added this 18-month-old boy to our house. And a week after being approved and licensed to become foster parents, we received the phone call, and a child needed a, a place to live, a place to stay, while his parents figured things out. And we... we, we had him arrive, and it was a, a bright, sunny afternoon. I kind of am remembering it right now, and all the kids were kind of playing on the floor, you know, with, with his, his cars that he brought with them. And Abby and I looked at each other, like, going, how are we going to navigate this new life? Like, how are we going to do this? And this is the first Christmas with kind of the newest edition, and I have no idea what his last Christmas was like at all. But His presence in our home this holiday season has kind of brought up a unique perspective, at least for me, because this kiddo has already lived through a lifetime worth of stuff. I mean, the story of his life is actually pretty complicated, and it's full of love, and it's full of disappointment, all while still being a little kid. And as I watch this foster kiddo interact with Rudolph or point at Christmas lights while we're driving down the street, I can't help but think about all the unknown parts of his Christmas story. We don't know how long the stay with us is going to be. 
We don't know what next Christmas is going to be like. We don't know all that life is going to throw at him or his parents or at us. There's a lot about his story that is still being written. What's going on in your Christmas story this year? Maybe your story is one of the Hallmark, you know, story movie, you know, celebration type things. And you're like, I fell in love. I saved the bakery. I learned how to like reconcile. It's all awesome. Like, that's awesome. That's great. I hope that's the case for you. Maybe it's nothing that's positive. Maybe you're going, it's more nightmare, less dream. Your job is struggling or you didn't get the Christmas bonus you were hoping for or you're in the midst of grieving a loved one or maybe a lot of us would be somewhere in between. You know, some happy, some sad, some holly jolly, some melancholy too. And today as we gather together, there's one story that actually links all of us up, even if we don't believe it, even if we don't know it. And it's the story of Jesus. It's the story of Christmas. And our stories are actually directly connected to the Christmas story in the Bible. And the Christmas story in the Bible is about a baby born in circumstances that seem to be anything but ideal. It's about a baby that dealt with an enormous amount of turmoil. It's about a baby boy who grows up to be the savior of the world. And this baby boy who is lying in a manger that we're going to sing about tonight, ends up being hung on a cross. And there's this epic line in this biblical Christmas story. It's my favorite line. It's my favorite sentence in the Christmas story. This is what it is. This is from Luke 2, verse 10. This is what it says. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. So this phrase is said to the shepherds. Actually, the shepherd, shepherds are kind of scared. The, the angel said, don't be afraid because he appeared out of nowhere. That's what he said first. Shepherds wet themselves and then the angel said this. That's kind of the order of the Christmas story. It's not in there. Don't look. But that's what I think happened. So the angel says, don't be afraid. And then this sentence. This sentence that changes everything. This sentence that is in the entirety of the Christmas story. Everything that you need to know about the Christmas story is in these 13 words. So the angel is bringing good news. What good news? He's bringing the good news of Jesus, that the little baby will become the savior of the world. And I don't know if the shepherds completely understood what the angel meant. They probably didn't. It's kind of like when a parent tells their kids, hey, we've got enough money for rent this month. And the kid doesn't quite understand. He's like, okay. But the good news that the angel is bringing is the good news that the people of Israel, the people of God, have been waiting for for 400 years. They've been anticipating this good news for a long time. And it's not just good news, but it's good news that will bring great joy. See, Jesus coming to earth brings emotion. It brings joy. Why? Have you ever thought, like, why do we sing joy to the world? Have we ever paid attention to the lyrics or anything like that? Because with Jesus coming to earth, something powerful comes with him. It's hope. Jesus brings hope. And in your story being written right now, Jesus brings more hope than you can bring yourself. 
We're talking about hope that's powerful, it's everlasting, it's eternal, it's not bound by death, it's not bound by our lives, it's not bound by what we do or our hopes or our dreams or our sins or our failures. It isn't rooted in us at all. It's rooted in Jesus and that perfect love of God shown through Jesus. So we have this foster kiddo. And there's a lot about his life that's beyond my control. Can you relate to that? I can't change much of it, really. The maximum I can do is provide food, shelter, love. That's about it. But I've been reminded this Christmas that I'm not writing his story. God is writing his story. I have hope because God loves that foster son of mine so much that he sent Jesus, his son, to die on the cross. See, Christmas and the cross are kind of intertwined. You can't have Christmas without Easter, and Easter doesn't mean a whole lot without Christmas. But not only did Jesus die on the cross, but he conquered death, and he rose again on the third day. And it's through Jesus that we don't have to worry about death or sorrow or pain. And that's what a relationship with Jesus does. It brings us closer and closer and closer to God. That's what we're celebrating at Christmas, that we can finally be with him, Emmanuel, God with us. And it brings joy, and it brings peace, and it brings hope. And it's when this hope that has the power to change every single story no matter what they are, it's with that hope that Jesus comes. And not only did he come to bring good news, not only did it come and bring joy and hope and peace, but it will bring great joy to all people. That's the best part. It's not a just select few. It's not whoever shows up first. It's not who understands the best. It's for everybody. And the good news that brings great joy is for the hero in your story. Who's the hero in your story? Is it you as you look in the mirror? Is it your your spouse, your kids, who you want to follow, who you want to root on, who you look up to, your, your family? The good news that brings great joy to all people is for the hero in this, your story. It's also for the villain in your story. The person who you like the least in this world is deeply loved by God. The person who's hurt you the most in your story is deeply loved by God. The person who you want nothing to do with this Christmas is invited in by Jesus because the good news is for all people. The good news that brings great joy is for people who you don't notice in your story It's for people who just have one sentence in your story. It's for people you love the most in your story. It's for the person whose story seems hopeless or hopeful. See, the good news that brings great joy is for all people, even you and even me. And that's why I love this one sentence in the Bible. I bring you good news that will bring great joy To all people. What story is being written for you this Christmas? Is it kind of the silver bells and chestnuts roasting on an open fire? Whatever that means. Is it kind of like that? Is it a storybook Christmas that you'll write home about? Is it something else? 
See, in the midst of your Christmas story that's being written right now, remember the sentence that defines Christmas. And it isn't the good news of a good year. It isn't a good news of getting what we want. It isn't a good news of being always right or feeling a certain way. It is a good news of Jesus setting things right. So what story is being written for you this Christmas? Because no matter what the story is, heartache, job loss, debt, divorce, addiction, cancer, darkness, depression, anxiety, loneliness, grief, whatever you would use to fill in the blank, I have a sentence for you. It's just the one sentence. It's 13 words that reminds us of the hope and the joy and the good news of Christmas. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. That's what the Christmas story is about. That's what your story is about. Merry Christmas. I'd like to pray for us. Heavenly Father, in in the stillness, in the quiet of this moment, We thank you for the love that you have shown us through Jesus. That Christmas oftentimes is about things that maybe we make it that your intention is for us to to do and joy, you know, the holly jolly twinkle jingle of this season. But help us remember today the whole purpose of Jesus that we have this opportunity to remember that Jesus, born in a manger in less than ideal circumstances, changes history in a way that we can't even fully understand or comprehend and brings joy and peace. And we don't know what that night was like, if it was loud, if it was silent. But what we do know is hope was born. Good news came for every single person, ever. Every person we know, every person we will know, every person throughout history. And we thank you for the way that you have provided in such a perfect way in all of our stories. No matter how they're being written, we know that they're being written by you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray today. Amen.